Today is Monday, June 12th. The title for our devotional is Worship. A new campaign that we're starting this this week is called Worthy. This is going to be our summer campaign, and the topic is on worship. Worship is a churchy term that we use in a lot of different senses. We use it to refer to the whole church service. It's a worship service. We use it to just refer to the singing portion of the service as the worship. Uh, We use it to describe acts of reverence or devotion to God, that is, acts of service or sacrifice, giving of ourselves to God. We also use it in the sense of just an extravagant respect or admiration or devotion to an object of esteem, as Merriam-Webster's puts it. That's not my own language. (laughs) As an example, we could say of a greedy person that he worships the dollar. Worship in its broadest usage is essentially an act of ascribing worth to someone or something. We all engage in worship because we all ascribe worth to people and to things. In this campaign, we will not be doing a full exploration of worship. Uh, Rather, in the first half of the campaign, we'll look at some of the informal forms of worship, particularly what inspires us and what should draw us and lead us into worship. In the second half of the campaign, we will explore more formal religious forms of worship and and how we participate within them as the church. With so many uses of the term floating around in our culture, it can be easy to lose the biblical sense of worship. The words most commonly translated as worship in the Bible uh, literally mean to bow down or to prostrate before. Here are a few examples. Genesis 24, 26. Then the man bowed down and worshipped the Lord. Exodus 4, 31. And when they had heard that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped. Deuteronomy 11:16. Be careful or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods and bow down to them. Revelation 5.14, the four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshipped. Acts 10.25-26, when Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. We see in these texts how worship is regularly used along with bowing down. It is also often used along with references to service. So when we think of worship, we should have in mind this posture of bowing down or serving someone greater than ourselves. Unlike the ancient world and our culture, we never really see someone bowing down before another except in movies. This seems like a foregone practice of the ancient world. And it is, of course, a good thing that we don't bow down to people anymore. However, this comes at the risk of losing our sense of homage, obeisance, reverence, and worship of God. He alone is to be worshipped. He alone is the one that we should bow before because he alone is worthy. Bowing our head and kneeling before God in prayer, or even lying prostrate on the floor in prayer, again, are the postures that we should have in mind when we think of worship. It may be a good idea to practice this in your prayer life. Physically, assuming this posture can help you cement this heart posture into your life. Whereas we may not always bow and kneel before the Lord in prayer physically, this must be the permanent posture of our heart towards God. We must always perceive of God as greater than us. We must worship Him with awe and wonder at His majesty and his splendor. So for our reflection time today, spend some time in prayer. If you're able, I encourage you to kneel or to bow your head before the Almighty God. Consider even lying prostrate on the floor to assume the physical posture of your heart's posture before the Lord.